Good morning and happy Friday. Welcome to Mornings on Main Street for this Friday, the 19th of January. I'm your host, Stephanie Miller. Thanks so much for stopping by. Coming up, we are checking in with the Dixon County Humane Society. We're not only just hearing about how they fared in this winter weather, but to get some other helpful tips when it comes to our adopted pets and any stray dog or cat that you might see out there. And then we head down to Columbia to check in with reporter Olivia Adams and get the latest on the Columbia Fire Department renovation project. And lastly, today, we learn about white rhinos, just a little bit about them this morning. They are not on the endangered list. It is not a species of rhino that is endangered, but they are near threatened. So this morning, we get some great facts about the white rhino and what you can see at the Nashville Zoo. But first, let's get a check of headlines and stories that you'll find at MainStreetMediaTN.com. Kids on Stage of Murray County, a.k.a. KOS Connects, is a project being worked on by the Columbia Mayor's Youth Council. This initiative, Policy and Public Engagement for the Duck River, well, you can read what this is designed to do and who the Youth Council has partnered with for the project by going to MainStreetMediaTN.com and then finding Main Street Murray. For those of you in Williamson County, there is a Citizens Assurance Program being offered by the Williamson County Sheriff's Office. Now, this is a free program that consists of a daily phone call to participants. It is open to any Williamson County resident. What makes this program so successful? Well, you can find out and get the answer by going to our website and then going to Main Street Fairview. Also in our headlines that you can find on our website, the annual MTSU Promise Tour kicks off Tuesday, January 30th at Montlow State Community College in Smyrna. The annual MTSU Promise Tour will reach out to prospective transfer students in time for them to meet the February 15th deadline for the Guaranteed Transfer Scholarship. Learn what the qualifiers are at MainStreetMediaTN.com by going to Murfreesboro Post. All right, let's see when we could feel a warm-up out there. We're checking in this morning with the team at Tennessee Valley Weather. From the Tennessee Valley Weather Channel, this is your weather on Main Street. Hey folks, good morning to you. Thank you for stopping by your mornings on Main Street across the area weather-wise. Today we're in clearing mode. We will be seeing more sunshine building in this afternoon and then mostly clear skies tonight, but it's going to be frigid outside and breezy again. Winds today from the northwest between 10 and 15 with today's average high topping out at best upper 20s across the region back in the single digits again for tonight and Sunday morning. So any accumulated precip across the area not going anywhere again, at least until Monday. We finally thaw out as we look ahead to Monday afternoon. We return to the 40s. However, a few showers will start to become a possibility late Monday night into Tuesday. More rain, including a chance for a few thunder bumpers now showing up on the extended forecast as well as the 60s here by your Thursday. I'll leave you with a final check on the seven-day weather outlook. Thank you so much for stopping by. Hope you have a fantastic day, and we'll talk to you soon. We'll talk about some crazy winter weather that we have been experiencing here throughout Tennessee the past few days, and we wanted to check in with one of the many phenomenal animal shelters, humane societies that call Middle Tennessee home. So this morning, we are talking with Kaylee Payne from the Dixon County Humane Society. First off, Kaylee, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, of course. 
How have you guys fared during this winter weather that we've had in recent days? You know, so we've gotten an influx of intakes due to animals being um, strays out in the road. We've had them come in so that way there they can be warm. Um, we're trying to advise people to keep their animals inside in the warm so that way they're, they're not outside in these uh, frigid weathers. Do you, for say a homeowner that does have an animal that has been out, do those animal, those pets, those dogs especially tend to take off during weather like this? They do, yes, because they get cold and some people who have their animals outside don't have adequate shelter. So the dogs want to get free and go somewhere where it's warm. Gotcha. And, you know, some people are really saying, OK, Stephanie, why didn't we hear about this? You know, a couple of days ago, many posts have been put out to say, hey, bring your pets inside. Make sure they have the adequate shelter. But, you know, better late than never that we continue to talk about this because this will not be the last bit of winter weather that we see, not the last bit of really cold temperatures. What can we do right now as a pet owner with a pet that we tend to keep outside, whether it be a dog or cat? And then how maybe in the future can we better make sure that they are taken care of properly? Yeah, so obviously the best thing to do is going to be to bring your pet inside, whether it be in a crate, in a garage, in a bathroom, et cetera, et cetera. However, if you're unable to do that, make sure that you have an adequate dog house, not an igloo dog house, because igloo dog houses don't retain heat. They actually get lower temps inside than the outside weather. Um, and you need the shelter to block wind from the dog. So that way there, they can stay warm. Um, and be sure that you have an elevated dog bed along with straw or wood chips, not hay, because hay retains moisture and blankets also can get wet and freeze. And they don't do anything for the animals, but make them colder. Um, you could also feed your animal 20% more food than regular feeding so they can maintain a higher body heat. Oh, that's great to know. And something that I just learned right before we started is that it is labeled differently in the store, hay and straw labeled in differently so you know exactly what to get, correct? Yes, ma'am. Yep, that is correct. We are a farming area, so there's some barn cats, I'm sure, that are out there. People have barn cats in their barn. How can we take care of them properly? Yeah, so you could put straw in your barn to have a bedding for them, or, you know, a lot of people are getting, um, like, coolers and cutting out the sides and putting insulation in them um, with the straw in there so that way they can stay warm in that temperature as well. That is so smart. Is that something that we can do for the cat colonies? Again, we have a number of those. Can we fix those up and put them out in those cat colony areas? Or do we need to coordinate with a humane society or some sort of cat rescue? So you can put those out there for the cat colonies. However, I would recommend talking with the business where those cat colonies are to be sure that they're okay with those being on their property. Okay. Well, let's talk about the dogs and the cats and the pets that you have there at the Humane Society. What do adoptions look like? What do you have available right now for us? Yeah. So currently we have 136 dogs available in our facility um, looking for their forever homes. We are over capacity. Our adoption rates have increased. However, the amount of intakes have unfortunately also increased on the dog section. Now cats with it becoming kitten season, we're about to be overpopulated with cats and kittens again. Um, right now we are housing 46 cats looking for their forever homes as well. Um, and we're hoping that people will come in and adopt. How do you, how do humane societies work together? Do you work together in different counties? Like when you become over, you know, capacity, how does that work with the humane society uh, group? Yeah. So shelters across the United States 
often work together. We're always looking to transport animals out when we're overcrowded. However, I feel like every rescue in Humane Society is in the same boat currently where they have an influx of intakes and not enough adopters out there to, to lower the amount of animals in the, the states. Well, if it's in your heart out there and you're watching this, you know, and you want to adopt and you are, you know, wanting to offer a really good home to these to these animals, to these pets, please do so. Seek out your local humane society or shelter. Kaylee, anything else from you before we let you go? No, I think that's it. Uh, we just look forward to adopters and thank you for having us on. Oh, it is a blessing to have you on. Thank you for what you do, for taking care of those furry, furry, lovable dogs and cats and all the other creatures that come in there at the Dixon County Humane Society. We do appreciate you. Of course. Thank you. Anytime. All right. Stick with us here at Mornings on Main Street. We'll be right back. Beginning January 1, Delta Dental of Tennessee is introducing enhanced benefits for persons with intellectual and developmental disabilities. It'll include extra cleaning times for people with special needs, extra time for exams. More importantly, we will create a training program that any dentist office in the state can go online and pick that up. At Delta Dental, we believe that the quality of oral health care should be accessible and inclusive for all. He shoots. This holiday season, the largest lantern festival in the country returns to Nashville Zoo. Witness more than 1,000 handcrafted Chinese lanterns featuring brand new designs, including towering mythical beasts, a life-sized Santa's workshop, and a 100-foot-long dragon. Welcome back to Zoo Illumination at Nashville Zoo. Bigger, brighter, and better than ever. Welcome to the Omni Nashville Hotel. Urban elegance with a vintage touch. Our 800-room hotel opened up in the fall of 2013 with 746 guest rooms and 54 suites. Welcome back to Mornings on Main Street. I am Olivia Adams, and I am here at Fire Station Number 1 in Columbia, where the Columbia City Council recently approved nearly $5 million in renovations and an expansion. And who better to talk to about that than Columbia Fire Chief Ty Cobb and Deputy Chief Nick Brown. Um, well, thank you for talking with us this morning. Um, can you tell our viewers a little bit about the renovations and what to expect? Well, Olivia, you can expect a lot. First, we're very excited about this renovation and expansion of Fire Station 1. This station was built in 1977-78 to house fire companies. Um, the city has grown so much since then. 
Uh, and we've been planning and, and working towards this renovation and expansion for several years now. It's been a long time coming. We're very excited about it. So how did the project originally start? So as, as the city has grown and our services continue to expand and, and we have five divisions, we have administrative, suppression, emergency management, uh, fire inspection division, uh, suppression division. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of services that are provided to Columbia, from Columbia Fire and Rescue to the city of Columbia. Uh, and we knew we needed more room. Uh, we also have more females working here now than ever. Uh, uh, the department is very diverse and continues to reflect the community it serves. And this expansion uh, and renovation is going to put us more in modern times. We'll have separation for male and female dormitories. Uh, we'll have an upgraded kitchen with hood suppression system uh, and be up to code. And that's very important for us. So uh, right now, everything is being moved this month, the month of January. Uh, Administrative offices are moving to Firefighters Drive mm -hmm. out behind uh, Howell Elementary School off Bear Creek Pike. So anybody needing any reports or anything would need to come to that station. That will be temporary for the next 12 to 14 months. Station one that's getting remodeled will still have a fire company here to protect the downtown area. I think that's very important that our citizens know that. <music> Chief Brown, I know that you have worked alongside the architect of this project, George Newber. Can you tell me more about the square footage and the expansion? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Mr. Newber with Newber Engineering. Um, I've been working closely with him um, all the way from the very beginning where we were doing the floor plans to get it developed to this point to be able to go out to bid. And Brindley Construction was awarded the bid through the City of Columbia, the bidding process. Um, and Mr. Newber and I have been emailing back and forth, um, on every little detail all the way down to what doorknobs we're going to be putting in there. It's very, a lot of information, a lot of preparing, but as long as we can prepare right now, it's going to make this, uh, flow so much smoother as we start, uh, the process. Olivia, we're really excited that George Newber, uh, is the architect. Uh, George is local. Uh, he knows the community. He knows the wants and needs that we need here for this fire station. So in working together with him over the last two years of designing and planning and, and seeing what we needed uh, and how we needed to expand, he was able to put that all together. Um, he's done a great job with that. He's passionate about the community. And that's what's been very special in this project is that this fire station expansion and renovation will meet the needs of Columbia for the next 15, 20, 25 years. What are some changes that we can see with the improvements that are coming? So one of the things that I'm most excited about is the infrastructure. So uh, currently we have about 13,000 square feet of area and we're gonna be, after the remote is complete, we're gonna have 17,000 um, square feet. So we're adding quite a bit during the remodel. Some of that infrastructure is gonna be updated living areas. Um, uh, common areas for the firefighters to um, uh, relax and, and and we're also adding um, a training room so that's something 
that's something new that we're going to add that's going to help with the flow of operating here at the station one. Chief Cobb, when are these improvements set to begin and how long are they expected? So January 2024 is the month for moving out of station one. So we are currently relocating everything except uh, engine, fire, two fire engines and crew that will be downtown. Uh, following that, uh, from, from February in the next 12 months, after that 12 to 14 months will be the demo and construction and expansion of the facility. I would also want to make the public aware that our firefighters will be staying in a mobile home outside the front of the building uh, while the demo and while the construction is going on. And I apologize for that, but uh, it's the best setup that we can have to keep services and keep quick response in our downtown area. So our firefighters will still be here, but they will be located in the mobile home out front of the facility. You guys are really excited about this renovation and expansion. Yes, we are. And we're excited. The teamwork that has came with this and working with everybody and coming together, uh, our thanks to Columbia City Council for funding this project and working with us. And thanks to the community for all their support for our firefighters and public safety uh, as a whole, first responders in Columbia, Murray County that work and serve and give give their all every day. We're, we're thankful for your support and for your prayers and continuing uh, to support everything we do. Well, thank you so much, Chief Cobb and Deputy Chief Brown, uh, taking the time to speak with us this morning and we'll be right back. At Implant and General Dentistry, we're proud to offer dental care you can trust. Our team, led by Dr. Andrew Flips, is dedicated to serving our community with the highest quality of care. We offer comprehensive dental exams, cleanings, whitening, and more. With our compassionate and experienced team, you'll be able to smile with confidence. Come experience the difference for yourself. Call us today to schedule an appointment or visit our website to learn more. Sherry's Hope is dedicated to sharing the hope of Christ, protecting the health of our community, and supporting those who are fighting cancer. You can be a champion of hope this season. When you give monthly to Sherry's Hope, you help meet the needs of families in our community as they are battling cancer. Your monthly gift of $10 or more gives hope all year. Together, we can make a difference. At Chapels, we pride ourselves on offering a wide variety of the freshest fruits and vegetables, handpicked just for you. We have a wide selection of the freshest, highest quality meats that will leave your taste buds craving more. Our friendly staff is always ready to lend a helping hand. We believe in treating every customer like family because at Chapels, your family is our family. We've been locally owned and operated for over 60 years. You can visit any of our Chapels locations in Dixon, White Bluff, McEwen, and Centerville. Welcome back to Mornings on Main Street. It is time now to share with you some of what's new at the zoo with Jim Bartu and the focus now, the white rhino. Buddy. Well, Jim, we have somebody very special, the hoof stock expert we That's have. The rhino, the <laughs> rhino expert. That's right. I just thought hoof stock. How cool is that? With a white rhino. We're in the Botswana 
area? Yep. That's, that's right. Yeah, this is a private rental area, but we, we have it today just for you. Oh, see, we're so special. And we have it just for you, too, because we're going to talk about white rhinos with Jason Fessler. How are you? I'm good. A little chilly today. A big difference from the last couple of days, but doing well. Well, I got to ask, how does that affect a rhino? They've got thick skin, but they're also a, a, an African animal that is used to hot temperatures. They are, and they adapt pretty well to the cold. Um, their cutoff, temperature cutoff is about 40 degrees and sunny. So if it's 40 and sunny, they'll come out. If it's 45 and cloudy, they can come out uh, and 50 and raining. So. And where do they stay otherwise? They have an indoor holding um, up at the end of the back end of the exhibit where we bring them in at night. Um, we bring them in every night just so we can feed them and, and check on them, make sure that everything's good. And then the next morning, as long as the weather's good, they head back out here. Are, okay. Always in the TV shows that I grew up with, Doctari and some of those shows, the rhinos were always really scary. Are they scary to work with? They're not. That's actually a, a big mis misconception with rhinos. They've been, like you said, they've been kind of historically considered cantankerous, mean, aggressive. Mm -hmm. They're actually very docile by nature. Um, I can actually get any of them to lay down by just scratching on the inside of their back leg. Um, it works on me too. <laughs> <laughs> now they're they're really like big puppy dogs, honestly. Really? I mean, they can you know when they have their bad days and their bad mood, they can they can be aggressive and scary. But you just read their body language, mm -hmm. um, and you know just like us, they have their good days and their bad days. But and also you're talking about a four thousand to six thousand pound animal, so if they're out there pushing each other around, it definitely looks way more aggressive than it actually is. Well, I, they, I just saw them running. I mean, they're a lot faster than what you think they would be at that age. They are. Age. They are. You'd think for that big animal, they'd be slow and lumbering, but they can actually run about 35 miles an hour. Um, they can turn 180 degrees with all four feet off the ground and be back at full speed in seconds. <laughs> they're extremely quick and agile for their size. And that's one thing that people also don't realize is how fast they are and how quickly they can move um, when they're sparring with each other. They're their head movements are lightning fast. Crazy. Tell us, tell us a little bit about the five that we have here. Okay, so yeah, we've got our, a group of rhinos is called a crash, fittingly enough. Uh, we have one male and four females. Our big male, TC, uh, he's nine years old. He weighs 5,500 pounds. And we'll probably get up to 6,000 before he, by the time he's full grown. And then we've got our four females, Nandi, Norma, Casey, and Modwani. Norma. Yep. I love that name. Who so names actually, them? we had, um, we let people could pay to name them. Um, oh. And Norma and Casey are named after grandmothers. Modwani's oh. name came off a list that we provided just mm -hmm. as for ideas and then Nandi we named because nobody nobody na had named her yet and we were starting our training program and we didn't need to didn't want to call her 24 because they oh. <laughs> so we went ahead and named her Nandi the name she was assigned yep. when she came here yeah. was 24 so actually we got our females from South Africa um, so they did they had ear tags in which hence the numbers but we're involved with the Species Survival Plan, uh, oh, which means I'm sure you've talked about it many times. So we manage all the white rhino in the U.S. as one herd. So it doesn't matter if they're in California, Florida, Canada or Nashville. We manage them like they're one herd so that we can keep track of their genetics. So basically they are a fail safe. If they do go extinct in the wild, we know we have a genetically viable population. Whoa. 
will be. Yep. I love that. What's the best time to see them? Uh, they're most active first thing in the morning. Uh, we, we get them out on exhibit by about 9 o'clock. Uh, they generally come out and they'll eat, they'll explore, see if there's any new smells out in the exhibit. Then they'll take a nap and then they'll, they'll get up around noonish, um, wander around, eat some more, maybe go hit the wallow. Um, and then at, right now we're bringing them in around 4 o'clock, so probably about 2.30 to 3, they'll start getting active again. How did you get involved with rhinos? Was this a, young, a childhood dream? Or? I've, I've oh, not exactly. I've always been into animals. Ever since I was five, I was out catching critters and stuff like that. Um, and then when I went to college, I needed to do an internship, and I just kind of was like, "Did zoos do that?" And I got an internship at the Cincinnati Zoo, and oh, they wow. couldn't get rid of me. So I just kind of hung out until a job opened up, and. I had some other practical, world, real world experience in construction and stuff like that that, that played a part in, in me getting the job. But nowadays, almost everybody has a college degree. I kind of went through the uh, school of hard knocks. But, and then I thought I was gonna be a primate keeper until I started working with rhinos and I fell in love. Oh, I love this. I just love it. Tell me a little bit about the, the the physical aspect of, of being a keeper and working for rhinos. A lot of people think that, you know, being a keeper is, is, you know, feeding and maybe a little bit of cleaning, but talk to me a little bit about your daily schedule and some of the physical uh, responsibilities that you yeah. guys have. It's actually a very physical job. Um, yes, it's- I could know, imagine. A lot of people think it's just playing with animals all day and that's mm -hmm. actually probably the least of what we do. Um, so I'll come in in the morning and I'll get everybody up and, and get them their breakfast and kind of check on them, make sure everybody's happy, healthy, and nothing happened overnight. Um, then we'll come out, we'll get their exhibit prepped, we'll get their hay shaken out, make sure their water's clean, um, double check the perimeter, make sure everything's safe. And then we'll let them out and then we just clean. We clean for a couple hours. Um, you can imagine rhinos eat a lot of food. I love the Nashville Zoo. You can check out this segment and many more by finding what's new at the zoo and Jim Bar 2 on our mobile app, Main Street Media, TV Mobile. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Welcome to Grin Doctors, your trusted pediatric dentistry and orthodontics practice. Achieve healthy, beautiful smiles with our expert care. At Grin Doctors, we are committed to your child's oral health and well-being. Trust Grin Doctors, your pediatric dental home for exceptional care. We go above and beyond to ensure the comfort and satisfaction of our young patients. Grin Doctors Kids Dental and Orthodontics is right down the street in Old Hickory TN. Easy to get to and in your neighborhood. You know that feeling you get when your team goes big? You can get that same feeling on Zen Sports. When you sign up for a Zen Sports account, you will receive up to a $1,000 no danger first wager. That's right. When you place your first bet in Zen Sports, you can be reimbursed for the amount of your first bet up to a $1,000 maximum if the bet loses. No other sports book will offer you a premier sports betting experience with 24-7 customer support and faster withdrawals like Zen Sports. Zen Sports. Betting just got better. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-889-9789. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 and up and in Tennessee to bet. Smiles. These are the healthy smiles of real Delta Dental members. Folks with access to the nation's largest network of dentists and low deductible plans with 100% preventive care coverage, all backed by over 65 years of expertise. 
go online or give us a call to learn about affordable individual plans that meet your needs. 1-855-844-0445. Welcome back. Let me say it has been a joy and a pleasure joining you Monday through Friday with both informative and fun segments from throughout Middle Tennessee. We've learned a lot about nonprofits and individuals as well as communities doing wonderful things out there. But Mornings on Main Street is changing just a little bit. We're going to take a two-week hiatus, but we will be back the week of February 5th with something extra special, a little different, and we cannot wait to share it with you. So we will see you soon. Until then, enjoy some of our past segments by going to our Facebook page, Mornings on Main Street. You can find the show on YouTube, as well as our streaming services on Apple, Amazon, and Roku. And if you have not downloaded our mobile app, please go ahead and do so. Main Street Media, TV Mobile. Have a wonderful rest of your Friday, an enjoyable weekend. We'll see you in a couple of weeks.